0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Courtesy of Court podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Osgood. How's everybody doing? Just want to check in because, you know, we're a few weeks into 2021 and, you know, things are going. But you know what? I feel the optimism. I feel the excitement. So hopefully you guys are feeling that too. Um... I'm continuing this week with another awesome guest i I feel so grateful that i've been able to connect with some of these people to share their stories because i feel like each week it gets better and better and this week we're talking with the founder of a company called the united states of camo and even knowing the name and knowing a little bit about her story before we even chatted her and i I still didn't know there was actually like a hidden meaning kind of um, in this and she actually mentions it right in the beginning of the interview so you won't have to wait long um, to learn about that and for those of you that know me and that follow me on instagram you know that camo is a huge part of my wardrobe i don't know why it just always happened maybe it's the fact that i grew up in the country i'm not sure but love camo and i incorporate it into my style all the time and now i have another reason to incorporate it and actually, there's a cause behind it, a really, really amazing cause now, which is even more special and is going to make me want to support it even more. And I think you guys will agree. So let's just dive right into it. Please welcome today's guest, Kimberly Spasic, the founder of the United States of Camo. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm
1: great. Thank you for having me, Courtney. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Awesome. Okay, so where are you coming to us from?
1: New York City. New York. Oh my
0: gosh. Are you born and raised?
1: <laughs> born and raised on the Upper West Side. Never left. Uh, well, a couple years for college, but I'm a New Yorker all at heart.
0: Okay. I feel like even though I don't, even though I know a little bit about your story, I feel like it's all kind of coming together. So why yeah. don't you just start? <laughs> Why don't you just start by telling us um so you are the founder of the united states of camo what is that
1: yeah so it's a kind of a long story but to to make it short and sweet for you um i've always loved camo and even when i was a little girl my father was in the military and so maybe it was just in my blood but i've always loved camo and one day i was thinking about i was looking at different camo prints on doing some online shopping and i'm like how can nobody's done a camo of all 50 states like there's nothing more american than camo and so i brainstorm and i went to uh the trademark department no one had trademarked it and i was like this is meant to be um and so i created a camo with all 50 states and you might be able to see on my hat the different states uh, people love to look at the hats and pick out their state um, but I really, yes, <laughs> so you hopefully you can find your state in there, but um, I just came up with this camo print that had all 50 states, and it's really important, and there's big meaning behind it, because I'm doing this, I started United States of Camo uh, to help raise awareness for veterans and the mental health issues they play, that plague them, uh, particularly when they come home from combat, and the 50 states really means that we're all in this together. And, you know, as Americans, like these guys and gals go abroad to protect us um, and we need to protect them when they come back home. And so that was kind of the origin of the, the camouflage and the United States of camo and my mission to really get out there and raise awareness.
0: So, you know, I really love that, what you just said. And I feel like now more than ever, especially in the state of what's going on with our country and our world, that togetherness and that inclusiveness, I feel like is just so relevant now more than ever.
1: Absolutely. And that's really what motivated me to make a push this summer. I had come up with the print about 18 months ago. But when I saw all the events in the spring, whether it was George, I mean, obviously the pandemic, George Floyd, um, and everybody out in the streets and trying to come together and have some unity in this country that's so desperately, you know, desperately needed and wanted, I really wanted to push, make a push here because this is transcends color and this transcends race and religion and everything else because you have these young men and women leaving their homes going abroad, fighting war, seeing the unspeakable, or even in times of peace when they go over to protect us, you know, their lives are changed dramatically forever. And so few people talk about it, right And and they want to help veterans. I do believe Americans definitely want to help veterans because they do appreciate it, but they don't know what to do I and how to. Agree. Ha- and you saw, I guess you know last year, when everyone went kind of viral with the 22 push-ups to recognize that the veterans, the 22 veterans are killing themselves each day, that number went up exponentially during COVID. Yeah. And there were so many other things going on in the news, important things, but I didn't want this opportunity, this moment to not include our veterans because we wouldn't be able to even wear masks or go to Costco or do anything without these guys and gals. And so I just really felt it was important to make a big push to bring out, you know, continue to bring awareness. And a lot of our veterans have been really suffering in this moment. And so it's incredibly important to me to make sure that we are, they are aware that we care. And, and so that's really why I've been out there talking to people and really trying to spread the word and, you know, get as many people out there to help me spread the word. And so I really am thankful that I'm on here today.
0: Oh, well, I'm so glad. I mean, immediately when I heard about your story, I was like, this is incredible. And these are the kind of people that I like to highlight. So I really commend you for doing what you've done. And I guess I want to understand now, do you have a personal connection with the military at all? Yeah. Yeah. So my father was in the military. Ah. He when uh, he was in
1: the Air Force for about 37 years, which is the max you can. And he rose to the rank of Colonel. Um, And so, you know, I was definitely, and he was my best friend. uh, And so I was super close with him and, you know, was able to kind of have many shared experiences on military bases with him. But what was amazing um, is that my uncle was a Tuskegee Airman and he shot down the last plane in world war ii and there was you know obviously many of us have seen the lawrence Fishburne movie which was great if you haven't seen it um but the tuskegee airmen they're dying um and you know he passed several years ago but i thought it was continued to be important to get out there and let people understand the story that Not this long ago, you know, there was this segregated group in the military that were chosen to have to fight in the most dangerous missions um, and came back, you know, successful. I mean, they had the most kills in any other troop. And so, but, you know, again, my uncle, he shot down the last plane in World War II. I mean, that's huge and very,
0: very little recognition in his lifetime. Wow. That's incredible. And you know what, I feel like because so many movies have been made about it, and you know, you hear all about these stories, and and unless you have a personal connection to them, they almost and I, and I say this with the most utmost respect, but it almost sometimes feel like I can't even believe that's real. Like, it gives me chills right now to think that that there are so many people out there that have or are fighting for our country and our rights to be able to sit here today and to do this. So the fact that you're now giving back to those that have done so much for all of us and much more than we even know, the majority of us even know how much they did is really heartwarming. And I know that your family, I'm sure they are proud of you. And the ones that may have passed it are, st- are just proud of you for doing this. So I feel like it's, um, I feel very honored that, that you're sharing this with me and all of us, because I just, I do feel that Unless you're super connected, there's a lot of unknowns, and and you know the world, the military world, and and just uh, it's it's educating on many different levels. I feel. And Courtney, I'm so happy you
1: brought that up because one of the components of the website are is a section called Heroes' Tales, and I've been interviewing or trying to interview veterans, their wives, family, because it's not just the vet that's affected. It's sure. It's, it's and so I've been putting stories up. Uh, of different veterans of diff- from different wars, from different walks of life um, to tell their story and to talk about their experience. But what hit me hard was the first interview I, I did. And it was also a World War II veteran. And he said he he was in a segregated unit, but he had friends and he had camaraderie. But he came back to the United States and he said, that was when the war began for him. Oh, uh, yeah. And I said, "Well, why you had this great? You know, you had a successful, obviously, you lived, which to me is a successful period in, you know, World War II, and yeah. so many American soldiers passed on. But I said, you were able to come home, you had family, uh, the military you know, you went on to college, and he said, but he was alone, and he didn't have that camaraderie, and he started to go down a bad path." And he was lucky that he had family and friends that kind of pulled him out of that dark path, that he said he was on a very dark path when he came home because he started running with the wrong guys and doing bad things, but he was lucky. And he, this gentleman, Theo, he's in his late 90s now, he sees his fellow veterans, the young guy, he calls them kids, and he's like, they come home and they're homeless. They are addicted to opiates. They have mental health issues. And a lot of them are suffering alone. And he really credits his family for bringing him back into the fold to make him be able to have a normal life, a normal family life, a normal home life that what we see today, a lot of the kids, as he would call them, aren't able to achieve that. And that also is, you know, I think as Americans, who enjoy our freedom. I do too. It is our responsibility to really help these guys and guests and their families succeed once they come home.
0: I completely, I completely agree with you. And I think that, you know, the more that I'm learning about our society and just talking to guests like you, I'm just understanding that as, as much as, we have resources out there for people like veterans or people with mental health. We don't have nearly enough. And, and there's not enough education and awareness surrounding these issues. So I feel like a lot of people walk around and they have this perception of what they believe is happening or how they're helping. But there's it's just so many layers and there's so much depth to it that I just... I feel like the education just needs to be so much higher so that people can truly understand what's happening. And I think you mentioning just the families and how it's not just the veterans it's the families you are absolutely right. I mean, everybody goes through whatever it is that their loved ones going through in some fashion. And there's just not enough support. I don't think.
1: No, I think there's not nearly enough, uh, it, you know, and, and there's so much different type of support. And so on the hat, you'll notice there are two golf tees and, I put that on intentionally because this isn't poo pooing the military. I would not have been able to have the life I've had without the military because it it afforded my father a time of terrible, you know, a terrible time for black men in America. (laughs) This isn't, this is, you know, 70 years ago, 60 years ago. But, um, you know, he was able to go to undergrad. He went to dental school. He went to Columbia for public administration. He rose in the ranks where he was the number two in command at McGuire Air Force Base. Uh, But I would have had nothing without that, you know, Mm -hmm. without the support of the military. And I'm thankful. And so it was very important to me, though, to give a nod. And so there are two golf tees on the hat, and they signify the 280 golf courses that are on military bases across the country. And if you have any golf fans that are listening today, um, please check out some of these military bases. Some of them have been decommissioned. And so these are some of the most beautiful golf courses in the world. And, you know, and I'll give you a chance to play and see some beautiful top right. But the point is, that was the military's way of, mental health you know in the 50s before we know what we know today and it was a de-stressor for for the guys mainly the guys um in the 50s and 60s that were on the bases to come home from more or come home on the weekends and hit the links um, and even for my father he wasn't an avid golfer but you know on the weekends he would take me and you know we'd hit a couple balls and it really made him relaxed um, and so the military did try early on uh, to give money and put an effort into just, you know, calming one's mental health, um, but it's not nearly enough. Um, and now with particularly with there's so many different options, whether it is medicine or it's transcendental meditation or hiking or whatever it is, there's so much now out there to help these guys and gals and their families. They just need access to it. And yeah. I think that's been a big part of the problem.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So um, tell me a little bit about the line. So this is a streetwear line. That's what you call sure. it. So yeah, that you have ha- a cause. What is <laughs> streetwear for a cause? With cause, with, with a cause. Love it. Okay, so what do you have on your line? So tell everybody what you have and then what you currently have and if you've got anything coming up or sort of what you see, I guess, for the future of the brand because I know it is relatively new. So tell us what you've got. I started out with the hats
1: that I have on today, um, which has, you know, like I said, the 50-state camo. Uh, and it's cause my father always wore a hat and, and it, like he had full head of hair. I, I need to say that because even from his grave, he would kill me if I implied <laughs> in any respect that he was called, he had a full head of hair. Noted, <laughs> noted. And, uh, but he, uh, but he always wore a hat. And so that was sort of a nod and it's a real conversation starter when people see the hat and that was part of it. Uh, I also have polo shirts, um, that are in the 50 state camo and i'm soon to have some hoodies um that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks so i continue to span the line and you know i always encourage my you know customers uh, to reach out to me with ideas you know a guy reached out to me today and he said i want a red white and blue camo gator and i will have okay. him i will have one for him in the next couple of weeks um, and that's so awesome
0: want-
1: yes you know, I, I love when, when veterans uh, reach out to me and give me uh, ideas of what they want to see as part of the collection. Like that. That's, that's, that's how I can grow this business and ultimately, you know, be able to give more and more uh, money away uh, to continue to raise awareness um, and get the veterans the help that they so desperately need. And, and quite frankly, I think want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So where can people go to purchase? And are you shipping then nationwide? Um, Do they go direct to your website? Yes,
1: please go to UnitedStatesOfCamo.com and Instagram UnitedStatesOfCamo. And you can see the full collection there. And um, I'm able to ship worldwide. and, And I would love to continue to have everybody's support and have people email me when you know, they find their states. Those are the best emails when I get a picture like, here's Wisconsin. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I love the support people have given me um, by purchasing the merchandise and allowing me to continue to donate money to various charities that are really getting out there um, and doing a lot of outreach, not just waiting for people to come to them. So check out my website, read Heroes Tales. Courtney, as you so smartly highlighted you need it's it's so much better hearing the story reading the story and so i think that helps with the
0: connection absolutely well i think what you're doing is truly commendable and you are like the epitome of an advocate so i'm i'm thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me about this. And well, just, I mean, in general for doing what you're doing, I'm so proud that I get to share your story. So, and I know that there are going to be people all over that are going to connect with this and you and the brand. So I'm very, very excited. So thank you again so, so much for your time and definitely keep us posted because I have a feeling there's a lot more to come from you. Absolutely. Thank you, Courtney, for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Take care.